Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network is sponsored by Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Rubenstein Law, 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Chevron with Tecron, Chevron, together ahead. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Take home gating to the next level. It's Totino's or game over. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it. With Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage, it's a winning play. Chevron with Tecron, together ahead. So we're going to hear from Tua Tungavailoa here in just one second. He was 21 for 39, 205 passing yards. The late pick took two sacks. He also rushed four times for 10 yards and a touchdown in the game. Let's go ahead and hear from Dolphins quarterback at the postgame press conference right now. Uh, yeah, miscommunication, um, you know, with getting guys set and then obviously the game clock going down. Um, it was just bad football there, bad operation. So, so how would you describe your game? Uh, it wasn't up to par. That's what I would say. We obviously didn't win, so it's kind of how I judge a lot of um, how we do, not just myself, but offensively. It's kind of how we judge, you know, our game. It's based out of the based off based off of the outcome. Why were there problems getting? Different personnels, different groupings. Uh, it's tough in a loud environment, um, and we we knew that that's it's kind of what was gonna you know give us some problems. Is you know just trying to communicate and getting getting that. You know some guys are hearing different things, and uh, that's just something we got to fix. So, so uh, I think you said when you first got back from IR that this team needed to do a better job getting its playmakers involved early. Well, I think uh, we could have did, you know, a lot more with with that, uh, with incorporating, you know, Devonte and then Mike, you know, some of our other guys. But you know, this is a good defense. You know, they they know where their problems are. They know um, who our our playmakers are as well. And uh, you know, they play really sound, really physical up front. Um, and you know. There's not need for much communication, you know, in the back end for them. So, uh, you know, it's a veteran group, and 
you know, they, they make it tough, you know, for teams to play against them. On that play just before the half, <laughs> was Waddle supposed to go in motion? Was he supposed to set up on the right side to begin with? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, just miscommunication. We were supposed to get guys set. Um, you know, but obviously, just the miscommunication of this is what I heard, this is what I heard from, you know, me and I got to do a better job communicating that out to you know, our tight ends so that they can communicate it out to the receivers and so forth. I don't know. I, I wouldn't question anything that we do throughout practice. Um, you know, I think we work really, really hard. We work extremely hard. Uh, we prepare extremely hard as a team. Um, unfortunately, it, it hasn't been going our way, and you know the way we wanted to. But uh, just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. Uh, that's what I'm given um, as far as guys that are open. Um, you know, if it's not a it's not a matchup that I like outside, you know, and I want the play to develop, I'm going to take what the defense gives me. I'm not going to try to force anything. Um, and then obviously the interception, you know, just trying to push the ball downfield, um, you know, to try to give us a shot to either kick a field goal or score a touchdown. So. Well, it's it's tough when you lose. That's what I'd say. Um, it's tough when you lose. Um, but like I've said in previous interviews, you know the guys are, um, are a great bunch, great bunch of guys, and you know no one's keeping their head down. Just got to keep keep going. Just got to keep going. You know. So we'll come in tomorrow, uh, see what we need to clean up and fix, and we'll go from there. So what do you feel like you need to do? To, I know you said you're confident in your place on this team, but what do you feel like you need? Well, I don't think I, I have to do anything beyond the, the means of what, you know, the play gives me. So you know, I'm not going to go out there and try to be a hero every play. You know, if the, the play tells me to hand the ball off, that's what I'm going to do. If the play tells me to read, you know, a defender, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I really don't. I haven't, I haven't even thought of that, so. I think you approach it the same way you approach any game. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think this trade deadline, to me, really means anything. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to to work my butt off. You know, in our meetings and uh, try to see the things that we can fix to help us win. You know, this upcoming week. So. Well, guys, there you heard from Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, and I want to talk about a couple of things, namely his kind of description there of what happened on some of the miscommunication and guys not getting set, you know, eight weeks into the season. But, man, I just – a 23-year-old kid who's not even played 16 games, and he's sitting there still after a loss like that answering questions about the trade deadline. 
I mean, it's it's beyond exhausting to me at this point. Brian Flores on the broadcast, they asked him uh, on Saturday if he's excited for Wednesday because he can stop answering these questions. And he said, I don't know how many times I have to tell you two is our quarterback. And so I, that's my first thought there, Juice, is, is just hearing him address these questions about the trade deadline, which, of course, is Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. After a loss like that, it just – I mean, every single week that's the question for this guy. Does it start to weigh on you at some point? Yeah, again, another loss not on tour. I'll put it that way. Didn't make enough plays? No. Right. I mean, you know, quarterbacks, their job is to make plays and make guys around them better. But it, it's got to – it has to. It's, it's exhausting. There's been no – Think about it, in the history of like anything that we've talked about in terms of sports in general, has there been more talk from training camp through, before that, like March? Exactly even. right about your job being about you being replaced and him handling it like a champ. Mm. Really, dude is dude is dude is a true professional at an early age in his career, and he goes out there and he honestly he he plays his butt off, man. He's a tough dude, he, and he uses all the tools that he has to be as successful as he as he possibly can. Now, he, now look, we know that there's some things that are some shortcomings for Tua. Size, speed, arm strength, all those things are part of it. You know what I mean? But then again, though, when he does get an opportunity to do some of the things that he does well, he does them really well. For him to have to answer this question over and over again, I can't wait for Wednesday. <laughs> I, I really can't. Yeah. Make, it, make, the, the, make a decision on what we're doing here, but – Tua's not the problem right now, fellas. Tua, and, and I'm going to tell everybody right now, Tua's not the problem for this Miami Dolphins football team. There's way bigger problems with this team than Tua Tungvaloa. And I agree with you, Juice. I guess the big question, right, that needs to be answered is he's, he, maybe he's not the problem, but is he the solution? Yeah. You know, and so that's why no, I No, he's not the solution either. Right. So, so there, therein lies the real problem. But can you definitively right. say that this, at this point of his career that you know for sure he's not the guy you want going forward? No, you cannot because, look, we look at all the stuff we talk about other than Tua yeah, on this week, show. Yeah. Every week we talk about so many other things other than Tua. Special teams, defense, getting off the field on third down, giving up third and long, uh, misalignment, mis, you know, misalignment. Is that Tua? That is not Tua. If that was the situation, if we're talking about turnover, 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 Bad throw, high throw, you know, not not changing the play over and over and over. We don't do that every week on this show. We talk about everything else yeah. other than that stuff. So that tells you right there that right now our problem is not – we got – honestly, let's be real about it. We got more problems than we ever expected to have this season after coming off a 10-6 and six season last year. And just the regression, I mean, it's 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 kind of been – if you're a Dolphins fan for the last two decades, kind of what you get. One year they pop up and win a bunch of games, maybe surprise some folks, and then the next season you think you have some momentum and you build off that, and it just hasn't it just hasn't been there. That was kind of the, the thesis behind my monologue a couple weeks ago after the Jaguars mm-hmm. loss, and here we are again at this point of the season. And you know we have three different Dolphins fans ex- that you know perspectives in this room. We right. all root for this team diehard in different ways, I would say, but definitely diehards, you know, nonetheless. And Seth. I want to come to you on this because as someone that has just grown up loving this football team, Juice was played for the team and then gets into the fandom later on. But yeah, we, we bought his fandom. Yeah, exactly. And we, we're happy to have <laughs> yeah, him. He's the number one soul. Dolphins fan there is out there. So we're happy to have him on that, on that, at that perch. But, you know, as far as a fan goes, as a, someone that's watched this team since really the mid-90s and since I was a little kid, 
I mean, I don't remember being this exhausted or like just finding less joy in a season. And it, it always comes back to this because of what OJ said, the uncertainty. If you're going to do it, yeah. do it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. And it's just taken away so much joy for me, Seth, as a fan. I, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of joy in a, in a one in seven season. For sure. For sure, right? And you are just more connected to it than you've <laughs> ever been, Travis. So it's a little, you know, when you have that level of investment – it just makes it, uh, I, I think, that much more intense when things are going well or not going well. Um, there have been some rough seasons, you know. Uh, listen, Cam Cameron, you know, in, in, in 2007, there wasn't a whole lot of joy in that one either. <laughs> no. And I had to call JT every Monday morning and try and get him on the radio to do a, a radio show <laughs> that he had been contractually obligated to do uh, with Joe Rose. And that was not an easy call every morning. It was not easy to remind him after those Picturing games. That in my mind. Yeah, you can you, – you, Juice, you know my boss. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I've had worse moments. Um and we're in the middle of it, so there's still an opportunity for there to be some joy here. This team won five games two years ago, and everybody felt great at the end of the season. Yeah. So there's still an opportunity, and I thought the way things started in this first half that maybe this was going to be the turnaround. Yeah, I, I, Seth, I love that about you, bro. But joy, <laughs> what, what joy is there? What joy is there? Even, even a what, what joy can there be other than getting into the playoffs and getting a win now? Well, that's point? what it's about. There's no doubt. All right, I don't want to get philosophical. Are we, are we, are we here. getting? Are we getting like? I mean, seriously, are, are, are we just getting like cool points? Are we? Just no, getting, no, it's not cool we points. On, okay, are we no. just moving on to like? All right, let's get these moral victories. Weekend. I'm week not out. talking about moral victories so at all. Well, what I'm trying to tell you, Juice. I'm well, trying to well, tell I'm you. Give me a chance, man. So stuff. here's what I'm saying, and and I don't, you know, this is not the place to get philosophical. <laughs> but the reality is, is we're one in friggin' seven, and so you're asking me the question. You need to be relevant. You always want to be relevant. You want your team to be in the middle of it. You want it to be to matter. You don't want to be mathematically eliminated. Everybody would like to be in the hunt for the Super Bowl. That would be great. But that ain't where you are. It ain't where you are right now. And so if you bleed orange and aqua and you care about the Miami Dolphins, and as much as this might hurt you and you're tweeting some nonsense at us right now, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Oh, I've but truth be told, yet. yeah, I'm, I, don't do it. Don't do it. But truth be told <laughs> is you're not where the Buffalo Bills are. You're not where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. You're not competing for a Super Bowl right now, but you want to be relevant. You want the games to matter. You want to stand up and cheer. You want to be able to wear your gear and go get in somebody's face at work tomorrow. And right now you can't. Week after week after week you can't so i'm not looking for a moral victory yeah. but i'm trying to find a moment where it matters yeah. and right now it hasn't mattered in seven weeks so well, that's I'm, what i'm talking about well, i'm gonna tell you this big seth i wear my gear every week Damn every sure. day because that's all the gear i got all i have man i got a bunch of it you <laughs> know Shout what out mean? To Jason I, Jenkins. all the time <laughs> i wear penn state saturdays and the rest of the week is all dolphin gear but at the same time i understand what you're saying <laughs> But but you know but it's been tough though man because think about it, our expectations coming in, and we should have I mean should we have should we have not expected more after we lost our first three hundred percent first four hundred percent none five, of this makes any first sense six when when should we have stopped being like optimistic about this season That's we all point. we all thought they were going to beat Jacksonville and Atlanta we exactly all right that. and they should have and they yeah. should have. And they should have won some other games. I know we lost our first three. The other three, three of the games we lost earlier were last plays, you know, field goals at the end or whatever it might have been. But at the same time, though, it's getting ridiculous now. And it is the, ridiculous. The, but did you come in thinking they're better than the Buffalo Bills today? 
No, I did not. But so that's, that's not my point. point is I that's thought not, at the beginning not, of the half, at three to three, that's that, not, that's that this point. was maybe the time they turned it around. That's not the point. The point is against the Buffalo Bills, the fact that they were in a fight and they pretty much went in their corner and rope a dope. So I agree. Exactly right. I agree with you there. So we, we, there we were in that. We were in it. it. And we had opportunities before and after. So that's what I said. So where's the – I understand what you <laughs> I, I, I get that part. <laughs> that's what I said. But, you, but, you, but you're still looking for moral victories at times. No, I, moral yeah. victories. Yeah. Oh, now when you were, you're Bro, like – I, I, I thought this was going to be the week that they turned it around. That's no, what I'm didn't. saying. You just said you didn't no, think no, they were going to Buffalo. No, now you think they were. I'm saying that the when game. they started this oh, half, whoa. the way they started this half. The hindsight thing. And had an out. What? Hindsight. You're like, no, oh, yeah, when I'm they were in it, in oh, the we moment, got a chance. I got a chance. Yes. I thought that this team was starting to play the way you wanted them to play, and maybe this would be the week that they would turn things around and you could go to work and be proud of yeah. the team that you cheer for. Right. And then it fell apart. Exactly I, what I'm you gonna said. I'm going to be at your Publix tomorrow, Big Seth. <laughs> yeah. In my Dolphins gear. Yeah. Because that's what I do, man, no matter what. I because, feel you. Like I said, but it's all I have. And people talk about me all the time. Oh, I can't believe you're still supporting that team. It becomes hard at times. It becomes Agreed. very hard at times to sit there and, 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 and back some of the things they're doing. And for us, it's, it's tough for us and it's for anybody. Pre-game show and during the week is a lot easier than post-game show. Yeah, <laughs> Crowder and K-Rod got yeah, it got easy. easy. I mean, they got four hours, yeah, got so that's easy. not easy. <laughs> right. But, you know. It's, it's a lot easier, right? right? Then when you have to talk about it afterwards, when you watch those 60 minutes of, you know, of possibilities. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I'm out there outside watching it at my house with my son, you know what I mean, and my family before I came in the studio. I'm like, okay, we got a chance today. You know, we had a chance today. You had a good time. So wait a minute. Why are you giving me a hard time? <laughs> so, what is happening here right now? So guys, I, I hate to break this up. We are way over our break time. I want to come back to this because I was I'm just had a front row seat to one of my favorite debates I've ever seen here. So we'll come back and get to uh, Brian Flores' press conference. And I want to give you guys my reason for watching the rest of the season and getting excited about this team. It's slim, but it's there. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray Beach or online at Gunther Volkswagen Delray.com. For garbine done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the Final score from Buffalo, 26-11. to 11. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. The season is here, and so is your chance to experience the thrilling Dolphins football live and in the stands. And as the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats of any ticketing marketplace. Don't miss any of the action. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Guys, I teased it off the other side of the segment here, but I want to get to it before Brian Flores. My reason for being in on this team is because this football team currently has so many guys Mike Gesicki, Christian Wilkins, Xavier Howard, Jerome Baker, Miles Gaskin, guys who kind of had their breakout moment after season one and a half, season two or so. And then we saw guys like Emmanuel Ogba and Eric Rowe sign here and have their best years of their career. That's kind of my second half of the season right now. Watching this very young football team, can some of these guys who have not had great starts to their career so far start to kind of turn things around and get you in a position where you have more core players going forward? Because this team needs it right now badly. And speaking of that, one and seven, Dolphins head coach Brian Flores coming to the podium right now. Let's go ahead and throw it to Brian Flores. Uh, yeah, just miscommunication, lack of execution. Obviously, it was a big play in the game. Um, we've struggled at the end of halves with turnovers, and unfortunately, we got one you know, again today. Uh, and we you know, lost out on points that ended up being big points in the game. And then after that, you guys came out, you know, three and out, I think, three times. Yeah. Like, what 
Uh, look, our guys, you know, they, they bounced back. I think it was, you know, more execution on Buffalo's part and lack of execution on our part. Um, you know, got to give them credit. You know, we just, we, at the end of the day, you know, especially in the second half, we, we didn't move the ball uh, efficiently enough, especially those first three drives. Got it going on that fourth drive, I believe. Uh, we might call the long, long ball on fourth down. Um, but just didn't make enough, didn't make enough plays. Since we're on that play, you, you were going to call time. You came down to the official like, Yeah. Call time what was, what well, I, I went down there. Um, I saw us lined up and in position to uh, motion. I looked at the clock. It looked like we had enough time. Um, and then, you know, between the snap, the hit mic, and you know, it, was, uh, it was just a bad, bad, old bad play. There were other plays where players had trouble getting in. Yeah, just you know, overall miscommunication. Um, I mean, it's you know, everyone kind of plays a role in that. Um, you never want to put it on one guy, but uh, getting the call, getting the alignment, getting the shift, getting the motion uh, with the crowd noise, just um, you know, we didn't you know we didn't execute, and I think we we ended up kind of going to more. Uh, just standard formations with less shift in emotion than later in the game. Again, I know there's some plays he wishes he had back, you know, the one before the half for sure, and then, um, you, know, you know, the interception, but he made he made some good throws. Um, well, I thought we moved the ball you know, decently in the first half, got some first downs in the run game, uh, threw some good balls to Parker, and, you know, got Gasecki on, the, on that fourth down. I thought, you know, he did some good things, but... Uh, no, overall, not enough. You know, I'm telling them to. I thought I thought the guys fought. It's a good team. I thought they fought. I thought they played hard. I thought they played with great effort. Um, but we got to make more plays, you know. And I think it's it's. You know things that we can definitely get fixed. I mean, a shift in emotion and just an alignment, alignment uh, error. Uh, you know, some other things you know that we missed in the game, some misalignments defensively as well. Um, we, we, we just, if we can do some of those things on a more consistent basis, you know, it'll definitely go a long way. And you know, to to, to have more more the better the results we want. I mean, I think it's it's something different, really, every week. I think it's you know drops, not getting aligned, um, you know, not having enough guys on uh, you know defensively. I know that happened one time. Um, just overall you know, miscommunication. Brian, how how does your I guess post game routine differ maybe after a loss than it would after a win? Um. I mean, as far as watching the game and going through that routine, nothing really changes. Um, there's always, you know, good plays, bad plays, good calls, bad calls, things you, you kind of wish you do a little bit differently. Um, so, it, you know, doesn't really change. I think, um, you know, there's always things that you, know, you wish you would have done better, you know, winner or loss. Uh, 
but obviously in a loss, you know, you know those those plays, those calls, those um, those situations for players and coaches, um, it's you know something you, you you sit there and go, hey, if we'd have done this, this, and this, you know, we may have a different outcome. What about immediately? Yeah. What about immediately after again? What is your usual? What's your routine after the game? Speak to the team. Or? Yeah, speak to the team. Tell them my thoughts on the game. Um, and you know, go talk, you know, to our, our trainer and talk about some, you know, injuries and who's how's our guys are doing, and um, that's really the routine. Was there, given that normally we speak to you um, before most of the players, and today uh, later, um, is there anything we should know? Did you have like an extended talk with the team, or anything that you could tell us? That, um, like always, my conversations with with players are, I try to keep them confidential. Um, players, coaches, you know, that's I keep them uh, confidential. So, um, and there's always conversations. Um, you know, today I really just kind of sat there. You know, at, you know, sitting there. It's, it's a tough loss. You know, it's a number of losses in a row. So, uh, we just I just figured we let the players go. Yeah, I always talk to Steve and Chris after the game. Um, but again, those conversations are, you know, between them and I. You know, I'm just worried about the players. Um, I'm worried about the players. I'm worried about getting them better, helping them improve. Uh, so no. It was mentioned on the CBS broadcast that Preston Lane did not come due to discipline. Can you tell us anything about his future? Yeah, I mean, for disciplinary reasons, uh, he wasn't on the trip. Um, Obviously, we'll revisit that in the morning and talk through it, but um, I expect him to be with us. Like I said, you know, Tool's our quarterback. Um, Tool's our quarterback. Beyond that, what, what about the, the other direction? I mean, at, at one and seven, is there any, I guess, pressure from the front office to start offloading players and become sellers at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, those are conversations, you know, I'll have with Chris, um, you know, tomorrow. Um, but that's, you know, you know, right now I'm really kind of focused on, you know, the game we just had, um, the you know things we need to improve on and get better to turn this thing around. So there you have Brian Flores after the Dolphins' seventh straight loss, and you heard him there, guys, at the end, exasperated by the trade deadline questions. But Seth, I want to go to you here because there, I, I thought it was a very interesting press conference. And you heard him kind of talk about a lengthier pause between the end of the game and going to the podium. What's your big takeaway here from that press conference? Well, guys, that's the first thing I said to you when we got, you know, when Biff texted us and said, "Hey, Flores just got to the podium," I said that that is not normal. You know, a head coach, certainly not this head coach. But I've never seen a head coach take an hour to get to the podium. Uh, and, uh, it, and, you know, that tells you something. And I thought it was really um, fascinating that Flores kind of uh, let us pull back the curtain and understand what was happening. He said he just sat there. And, Juice, you know, you played with him. And actually, by the time you – when you were still playing with JT, things hadn't – the wheels hadn't fallen off. Yeah. But later in his career, 
I mean, he, he was always last to speak. He liked to compose himself. He liked to get himself all prettied up. And he also liked Zach to speak first because he could then, you know, Zach was a little bit more of an emotional responder after games. Um, but late when, when this team, you know, unfortunately started running into losing season after losing season, games like these that you thought you had a chance to win and you didn't, JT would just sit in his locker. He would sit in his locker with his pads on, everything. Nobody would go talk to him. They kind of knew his routine. They knew he was never going to duck out of the back of the locker room, but he would just kind of just let it all soak in and compose himself and think about everything he could have done differently. And that's kind of what I think Coach Flores just told us to happen. Yeah. You know, I, look, there's he's received a lot of criticism this year. Ultimately, he's the head man. The buck stops with him. That's the way he wants it. That's the way he's told you after every game. It starts with him. Uh, he doesn't shy away from that. Wherever you are and what side of the fence you are with Brian Flores, I think he owns the position as the leader of this team. He never backs down from that. I got to believe he's tried everything in his toolbox to, to right the ship here and get this team winning, and it's not working. Yeah. And exasperated is the right word, Travis. Yeah. He, I, I, I can't imagine what it feels like in a leadership position to say, what else can I do? Yeah. <laughs> How are these guys not lining up? And we've talked right. about that ad nauseum from right. whatever. So, and, and then probably, as you said, things that he wishes he had done differently as well. So um, really interesting that, again, we're only halfway through the season. And he needed that time to himself to compose himself, to think about what happened and to step back out there. So I, I, I think that is really telling in a lot well, of ways. Well, you know what? Well, let's think about this. Let's talk about this a little bit, too. This has honestly been the first time there's been flow negative talk, yeah. yep. you know, with, within this organization. Even when the team wasn't playing very well at the beginning, you know, revamping everybody, bringing a lot of people in and out, you know, letting guys go, starting from the beginning. You go 10-6 and six last year with, after a terrible start, and then you start playing well. And now, you know, even the 1-0, the, the 1-1, 1-2, he really didn't have much heat going there. Now he's trying to figure out what the hell am I doing wrong here right. that is not – we're not getting this translation right, you know. The misalignment stuff for a team that prides himself on the, on the – on, Crossing every T and dotting every I, that that's that's got to be killing. That's got to be killing him yeah. because question. those are the things that will kill you more than anything. And you know he's come from a team, and we, I hate talking about New England up north, but they're a disciplined team. For them to be undisciplined down here, with him being the head man, that's a problem. Yeah, and everyone joked about the takes no talent wall, you right? Know? But the reality is, is those are the things that, that were differentiators for them prior to this season. One thousand percent, that kept us in games where we weren't yeah. the most talented team. But if we don't do the dumb stuff and be stupid out there, penalties. Look, we had another nine penalties today. Yeah, and, and make no mistake, we're not saying this would be a seven and one ball club. No, but exactly. we wouldn't be waiting an hour to come out and do our press conference. One thousand percent. So he's he's wondering what the hell can I do or what the hell have I done wrong yeah. here. You know, to, to write this ship, because honestly, this has been and it's been the first week where we've heard people talking about Flo's job. You know, what I mean, I'm not talking about Flo's job, but don't think that he doesn't hear the, the noise. Yeah. Everybody's got to hear the noise. You know, you said it yourself, Travis, when Jason Sanders is not kicking well, we're, we're this team is in a bad position <laughs> when our kicker's not doing well. You know what I mean? One of the best in the business. When you got guys, you know, that are out there that we count on all the time that are just not doing their job, we're in bad, we're in a bad position. So for him to see all that, 
still have a chance today. This team had a chance today. It really did. It really missed an opportunity today. It really missed an opportunity today, and they blew it. You know, three to three, ball going in, getting the ball at the second half, and that was the opportunity this team messed up. And for a head coach, you got to sit there and say, how do we flub that up? Yeah, I mean every every single drive they had from pretty much the opening part of the game until late third quarter, they had a chance to go get a lead or 1, tie the game, whatever the case may be. There, I want to I want to pick this back up on the other side, guys, and talk about this further because there was a lot in there. I also want to talk further about Jusher points about special teams and discipline and penalties, the things this team used to be built on the last couple of years that have gone by the wayside so far. And I'm sure that's a big reason why Brian Flores is you know thinking to himself after the game what's going on with seven straight losses. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen Delray beach or online at gunther volkswagen delray.com for car buying done your way you got to get to gunther again the final score buffalo 26 miami 11 you're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the miami dolphins radio network brought to you by the palm beaches this is miami dolphins football on the miami dolphins radio network dolphins recap tomorrow morning with joe rose and zach krantz am 560 sports wqam It's time for Dolphins football parties. Take home game to the next level with hot and delicious Totino's pizza rolls. Guys, we left off there on the other side of the pod, on the podcast, almost said that. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. On the show, talking about Brian Flores' press conference post game there. A bit of a defeated Brian Flores who talked about just kind of having a moment to himself after this game. And Seth, that was really good insight on Jason Taylor there, one of the all-time greats to do it. And kind of the mindset it takes to play at a high level at this level. I think it's definitely a unique person that you have to be cut out in a certain way. You tell me all the time, you know, juice is built different, right? Because guys, certain guys can do certain things because of the way their mindset is. And I think we saw that a little bit today with, with Brian Flores. But what else from this press conference kind of stuck out to you? Because Juice, he also addressed the the, the Gasecki play and the miscommunication, yeah. lack of execution, he says. And we struggled to have, you know, execution in the half with our turnovers. And unfortunately, we got one today, lost out on points and ended up being big points there in the game. So, I mean, he credits Buffalo. He talks about some of his own players making mistakes. And we kind of had a conversation here at the last break. Like, how much of this loss does go back to the coaching staff opposed to these little things that keep popping up with this football team? Yeah, the basics are so important, man. The little details are so important when it comes to winning and losing, especially at this level. The little things mean so much, man. And and, and, I, and he's one of those guys that's a detail-oriented coach. So when you're a team now a couple weeks in a row having nine-plus penalties and, and half of those penalties being big penalties, yeah. you know, Big penalties with a team that's not as talented as the team you're going against will kill you. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, they're not good enough to be this bad. Right. And that's the reality. Buffalo had nine penalties, too, for 80 yards, right? right? So, I mean, when you look at that just on paper, you'd say, well, they were a mess. But they were they, they could afford to be a mess today in that yeah. regard. Yeah, because that's they're, the difference. They can make up for those mistakes. They've exactly got the, right. The, the talent and, the, the home and everything runners, else right? that can, can, can make up for all that stuff. So we know, and he knows, that – Honestly, we haven't had the talent the whole time he's been here to compete with a team that's that talented. So the way we are successful as a team is not making these stupid mistakes, these stupid penalties, these stupid misalignments, these stupid – and I, I'm not calling these guys stupid because I'll never call anybody stupid. But what they're doing today, what they did today, there were a lot of stupid things they did today when it comes to being a professional team, especially – Travis, and I say it over and over and over again, alignment is it's the easiest thing. That's the easiest thing. That's the first thing you hear out of, out of a huddle. 
So when we mess that up, and now we're scrambling, coach trying to run down the sideline and maybe possibly get a timeout because he might not get the motion in time. Or, you know, you can't even make adjustments when you can't make alignments. As a quarterback for Tua, if you got to worry about whether this guy's over here where he's where he's supposed to be, and then you got motion, how's he going to read coverage? How's he going to read the front? An under front, over front? Is this going to be a Mike Blitz, Sam how's he Blitz, time to snap Blitz? Up at the right time, How's he right? going to do all this stuff that he has to do as a quarterback when we can't even freaking line up right first so we can see? Motion always – think about it. What, what do we do from – why is motion in, in, important in the first place? To determine what kind of coverage they're going to play or what type of an adjustment they're going to make. So if Mike goes in motion and the guy that's over and stays, probably some type of zone coverage right here. They might jump the line over a little bit because now strong side has changed, things like that. So now we know we got a, a play here. But we can't get lined up to run a play against one of the best defenses in the country, in, in the league, one of the best teams in the league. We got big problems, man. And so I understand. That's that's probably why coach is more frustrated than anything. Are we not teaching these kids? or Because they're kids to all of us, to me. Not to you, <laughs> Travis or Seth. You guys are. You know, I don't know, younger. man. I'm getting close to retirement. Are we not teaching and coaching these guys enough that the little things are not taken care of? Are we worried about bigger things more than we are the little things? And bottom line is you got to take care of the little things first in order to be successful when you're not as talented as a team like Buffalo. Seth, to that point, he said this in one of his answers. What do you tell the players? And he talked about how they fought, they play hard, they they, they put the effort in, but they got to make more plays. He said things that we can definitely get fixed. And so when you come back to that, because we're talking about mistakes, that's been this, – this show could be called the mistakes, you know, post-game show basically. Yeah, I mean, let's not we, go with that. It's all we talk about <laughs> all week long or, you know, every week yeah. we do this. But – you know, shift motion alignment error, things he talks about. They, they missed defensively alignments, he mentioned in that press conference as well. What do you take away from that? Is that, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know who to go to for this because I don't know the answer to it myself, but who, who does that fall on? Because it happens every week. Uh, yeah, I, I think the easy answer is to blame the coaches, but I think it falls on everybody. These guys are professionals. These aren't college kids, Juice. These are guys who are getting paid to do this. And I don't care how much you're getting paid. This is not that conversation. I don't care. You know, that, that everybody earns every dollar that they get from that standpoint. But but you are a professional. You have to take pride in your work. You have to bring your best effort every time you, you get out there. And sometimes the other team's just going to be better than you. But if you're making those kind of – if you get out – we talk about this all the time, Juice, is that there's physical errors and there's mental errors. If somebody is just physically better than you, if Josh Allen is just more dominant than you are and then he outplays you and makes plays that just are all pro caliber plays, well, good on him. You know, that's why he's yeah. getting paid $100 million and whatever. But when you are making mental errors, that is problematic. And I don't think you can only blame the coaches. You can blame the coaches if you don't like the play calling. You can Now, you can blame the coaches for, for players not being disciplined, but mental errors, that, that, that doesn't that fall on the players, Juice? Yeah, I'm going to tell you 1,000%, Big Seth, 1,000%. And I'm going to tell you this, man. You take your your real job. You have jobs. Seth has, like, multiple jobs. <laughs> this dude jobs. does not stop. A lot of jobs. This dude, this dude hits me up at 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and he'll hit me up at 11 o'clock at night because he's doing so many things. But Seth is working all the time. You know what I mean? And for these guys – for these guys that can take work home with them as well, to not be able to do the simple things. Travis, I'm, I, I, I can't reiterate it enough <laughs> how simple it is 
were just lining up. And I heard Tua talk about it, you know, maybe they didn't hear it, you know, miscommunication. I'm, I'm tired of miscommunication. Yeah, great, same. I'm over it. Miscommunication, what do you mean miscommunication? Honestly, there's there are, there are probably five calls in a play call. The first one is the, 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 the lineup. So how do you miscommunicate that right away? Now, did I miss here? Did you say trips right? How did I miss that? Why are you over on the left side if we said trips right or whatever it is? So what, I, I'm confused on how these guys are talking about certain things. The rest of it is different. But the first thing, the first and foremost thing is how we line up. Juice, if I give you an answer that it might make it the most make the most sense, but probably what you don't want to hear, is it too many cooks in the kitchen? Mm. Play callers, how many guys are involved in Tua's ear before he gets the call in? I mean, there's only one guy in his ear, right? Yeah, there's but, only one guy that can communicate to him to that set. But he's calling the play in the huddle, so even if he calls the wrong damn play, they should still at least be on whatever page Tua's on, right? It just it may speaks not be to, what was to a, a great a, a mess. That's like you mentioned earlier. That's that's what it speaks to, and there's so many things you can point to, and it's all self-inflicted. It's all self-inflicted that you kind of invited and put put upon yourself. And there's a point I want to make here. We got to get out for a break, but you know, Juice, you talked about attention to detail and these issues kind of creeping in. I mean, what does it say about the team when right before you make the trip and you're kind of weak in the receiver room that you not only don't dress a receiver who's healthy thank you doesn't even make the trip that was problematic yeah. for me to say and that was a for disciplinary reasons for yeah. preston who, yeah that's, and i like not preston. having a good year I mean, he's yeah. not and what a great kid we had a chance to well we had him on the podcast we just can't have him Twice. Yeah. but but man uh, you hate to see that because there's a guy trying to come off of an injury trying to help his team win trying to get an opportunity and shows he can make plays when he's on the field and then you get left home for disciplinary reasons. I don't know what they are, so Terrible it's hard to pass judgment. You, you, you never man, learn. You never know that. either, yeah. which is good. That's how. That's a great yeah, way of doing business. Yeah, that's in-house. It should stay in-house, but it just shouldn't come but to But what that. type of professional are we Thank when you. we get left home? When you've got an opportunity. No, now look. We know we got we got we're up against the break, Travis. Yeah, we are. We'll, we'll go. We'll talk about it afterwards. So, and, and to that point, I mean, the last time this happened, I think, was Jay Ajayi, Week One, 2016. Yep. He wound up having a big year that year. So maybe, maybe it's a spark in the backside for Preston Williams. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pause like ten me. seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Mabine Accident Attorneys. We're going to finish Juice's take here on the other side and get to some scores around the league in the National Football League, week number eight. Get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score, Buffalo 26, Miami 11. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins radio network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. I want to get back to Juice here in just one second, but first got to get to the out-of-town scoreboard. Fire up that music. We have Week 8 action to cover here, and it began on Thursday night. A crazy game as the Packers take it 24-21 over the previously unbeaten Cardinals. Hey, the Dolphins can pop champagne. Something to be excited about for Dolphins fans. Panthers win 19-13 over Atlanta. The 49ers, the, oh, the Dolphins have their first 
first-round draft pick next April, win 33-22 in Chicago to improve to 3-4. The Steelers beat Cleveland 15-10. Low-scoring affair there out at the lake. Eagles 44, Lions 6, blowout victory for Philadelphia. Titans 34-31 over the Colts in overtime to get to 6-2. The Jets and Mike White take down the Bengals 34-31. The Rams win 38-22 over the Houston Texans. Currently in action, the Patriots are trailing by 1 to the Chargers 13-14. The Seahawks are up 24-zip on the Jags. The football team down 10-3 to Denver in Denver. And the Saints behind Trevor Simeon in for the injured Jameis Winston are up 16-7 on the Buccaneers. Football gets crazier every week, guys. The Bengals beat Baltimore, and they lose to the Jets. Trevor Simeon taking down the Saints or the Buccaneers right now. Crazy, crazy stuff around the league. But, Juice, we talked about Preston Williams at the end of that last segment. Getting left home, not traveling because of disciplinary actions. A guy that has been – can we kill that music, please? <laughs> so disciplinary action gets left behind and doesn't travel for a game. And a, a player that's really looking to make – make some hay here in his career who's had some drops and some issues staying on the field. So, Juice. I think it's a miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We're going to just <laughs> We've play, had a lot of play that. through it. Play through Within it. Within the organization. Juice, to spice up the show. Juice, we're going to have a dramatic talk here behind some NFL highlight music in the no, background. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to go ahead and get in on that now, I think we finally killed the music for you. So, Preston Williams left behind on the For disciplinary trip. reasons. For disciplinary reasons. What's your take there? At that point, we're 1-16, right? Everybody should be on their P's and Q's, right. Big Seth. I have no idea, obviously, and I love the fact that we don't know what happened with. Oh, you away. said we're a one in sixteen. We I thought you 16. said we're one in sixteen, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, we're trend. getting a little ahead of ourselves." That's the trend. Right I got now. you. Okay, I thought you said we're one in sixteen. Well, listen, Seth. I, I'm listening, Juice. And the music was off too. I, Fet attention. I think Francaise. it was a miscommunication. Francaise. What is this with the French? I'm French, right? That's what I took. McDuffie. He's I didn't know I was coming to Miami. I would have taken Spanish instead. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, honestly, except and, and Travis, man, when you're a team that's in, been playing so poorly, I have no idea what the disciplinary reasons were, but everybody should be minding their P's and Q's. Everybody should be in the building early, out of the building late, trying to make a difference. You know? And you've got an opportunity here, P-Dub. You've got an opportunity with Fuller out. You know what I mean? Devontae making a late, late late push here. You know, and other wide receivers that are out of the of the equation. What the hell are we doing here? How professional I don't get it. Are we as a as a team here, man? You know? And when I, I didn't even know why. You know, I saw the early report of who was out, but then on, on during the broadcast talking about he was out for Disciplinary reasons? Oh, they said on the broadcast? Yeah. I, I didn't hear We're that. Grown-ass men. Yeah. yeah. What would you do that made you miss this opportunity to be in Buffalo playing big-time minutes for your football team? And the fact that that was job. expressed. Right? Exactly right. Because this and is not a team that, uh, you know, they, they keep things close to the vest. Right. So the fact that they yeah. came out and said disciplinary reasons, Correct. I don't know. It's very curious. Right. And, you know – and, and Preston had a tough week last week. That's my that's my point. You know? He got pulled off the field because he dropped too many passes for Matt Collins, who finished the game in his place. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and that's the thing about it. He was not – he didn't have a good week last week. And maybe, you know, you know how people are, Seth, a lot of these athletes are a little thin-skinned. Maybe he heard about it in the meetings. Maybe he heard about it, and now you know he's now he's not you know not not feeling it as much. Yeah, I don't want to speculate, but you're right. That discipline could have been it, it 
it could have been something that happened at the workplace. You damn right. right. Because bottom line is but that's this: speculation. When you get so called not, out. Yeah, yeah we don't sure know. We're clear on you that. get called out in a meeting. Grown ass men want to be like, ah, you know. And we just had this situation happen with the one of our recent guests in the in the podcast. <laughs> you know, that was called out, and then he made a statement. But grown men, they react a certain way. Shoot, man, it's your job to go out there and make plays, do this and do that, be on time, you know, be in meetings, be awake. But then you get called out, and then all of a sudden we hear a disciplinary reason that you're not playing. What is that? What could that possibly be? Yeah, I don't know the answer. It'll be interesting to see what comes out. I imagine that once that's released, you know that the the writers on this beat are going to do everything (laughs) they can to try and find out and, and, and let Dolphin fans know what those reasons were. But I got to tell you, when you are one and six, now one and seven, you, if you like to work and you like your paycheck, right. you probably want to, you know, toe the line a little bit, right? I mean, unless you're just trying to get out. But I, I think, and, and there's certain guys that maybe have a little more leeway than others, but you start getting less and less leeway with every loss, no Bro, matter you, who you, you are. One out, out, out to where, you know what I mean? What other team is clamoring? We talk about That's the coaches. Point. What other team? What other team is clamoring for P Dub? Yeah. He's got opportunity after opportunity with us and been hurt, and we still, you know, give him opportunity. We know he can make plays, but come on, man! I want to see him succeed. Come so on, bro! Too. I like the guy personally, yeah. but hell, we're Dolphins and we we work Dolphin post game show. So get your ass, do your job, whatever it is, do your job. Everybody, do your job. Juice has some hashtags today. Yeah, I mean, he does. Don't be stupid. Do your job. You're on it. Bottom line, man. Because, man, we, I, man, being in that locker room, I don't care what the hell you got going on. You got the worst thing going on at home with wife, family, kids, whatever it is. When you show up in that locker room, come to work. Because everybody's got to leave that home stuff at home and come to work. Right. Because that's what everybody else does. And they're regular other people lives. counting on you for exactly sure. Exactly right. Juice, have you ever been left home for disciplinary reasons? Hell no. <laughs> No, man, because I'm always on time. I work my butt off, you know what I mean? And I'm going to go out there and play on Sundays. I might have kicked it during the week, but at the same time, no, I you're not going to – there we go. <laughs> but I'm, I've never been home, left home for disciplinary reasons. Right. That's for sure. I have a great baseball story, but we're getting too short on time to go back to it. I know oh, you, guys, you guys love those so I've much. Had, hey, look, we're one in seven, Travis. The last thing I need is a baseball story right it's now. It's about 15-year-old me taking myself out of a game and being very immature. And it kind of they should have left your ass home. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You, took your, you we'll, took your 15-year-old self out of a game? We'll, we'll come I'm back. I'm done with you, Travis. <laughs> Dang it, I just lost my you biggest supporter. You to play for Coach Juice, I'll tell you that much. Get your new Volkswagen with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volkswagen of Coconut Creek or online at Gunther vw.net for car buying done your way you got to get to gunther again the final score from buffalo 26 11 dolphins drop their seventh straight you're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the miami dolphins radio network brought to you by the palm beaches this is the miami dolphins radio network the home of every miami dolphins game am 560 sports wqam From the electricity in the stadium to the highlight reel plays, there's nothing quite like Dolphins football, and this season you can be there live to cheer them on. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats for any budget. Get off the couch and into the stands. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And let's continue that topic there, guys, because the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Um, there's one big name, obviously, out there we're talking about, but I think, you know, Brian Flores mentioned they'll have discussions with Chris Greer and, and Stephen Ross with regards to the trade deadline coming up with the team that's 1-7. and seven. You might be one of those sellers at the trade deadline if they decide to go in that direction. But, Seth, 
We heard him talk about it there as far as, you know, answering those questions. Big week ahead here coming up with that deadline on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there is. Look, there's there's the obvious talk that's on every channel, every website, every tweet. And uh, I think a lot of people are sick of it for different reasons. But that's not the only guy that uh, that that maybe could be moved for any team here. And again, when you are one in seven, Chris Greer and Brian Flores are trying to figure out how to mix this thing up. We talked about early in the season, Juice, after a couple of losses, you know, hey, barring anything outside, the guys inside that building need to figure it out. But now's the last opportunity they're going to have outside of just flat out cutting guys or signing guys off the street. Now's the last opportunity that Chris Greer and Brian Flores are going to have to mix things up at any position. And so going back to what we said earlier with Preston, whether it's disciplinary, whether it's the effort people put out on the field today, whether a coaching staff thinks you might have quit at some point during the game, and I'm not saying anybody did. I'm just saying because I'm not the decision maker. But Brian Flores doesn't give a whole lot in those press conferences about what he thinks he's going to do. He likes to tell you what has been done, but not what might happen. He likes to keep those things close to the vest. He said those conversations are going to happen in the morning. Yeah, they're gonna talk about those. You things. know, a lot of times on trade situations, though, too, though, big stuff. It's like you think about it. It's like you make a trade mid season to give your ch- your team a chance to get into the playoffs or something like that. Don't you think? Like, or do you think like sometimes people make trades just to get rid of? I mean, to get rid of guys to, to mix it up in the locker room. Capital. If you got guys that you think are bringing you down, if you want to send a message, if you want to get draft capital. If you want to just try and salvage your season and finish strong and finish like you deserve to be here again next year, I think there's a myriad of reasons why guys might do so, that. So you say draft capital, Travis and Seth. Like we were talking about somebody that that we that's a got to be a coveted player. Do you get anything that's worth any type of draft capital? Well, we they might see more value in a sixth and seventh round pick than we do. But right. the reality is, you. is that yep. if they've got a guy who's consistently making mistakes and you're sick of looking at it that you'd rather turn that into a prospect than, you know, that you might be able to package for something else. So I just think that this is – it's like anything else. You know what it's like? Yeah. You know how when you're driving home and you don't think you got to go to the bathroom and then you get about two minutes from your house and you can't wait to get in there and all here's of a sudden Here's the T-Rex coming out. The T-Rex is coming out. Here comes T-Rex. T-Rex is coming out. That trade deadline's here. And so if you're ever going to make a move, now's the time to make it. And, damn it, you're one and seven, so what do you have to lose? And, I wonder and I'm not, again, let me let me back up and say there's all this talk about the quarterback. I'm not even talking about that. I don't care about that, to be honest with you. I'm talking about just in general, will you see this team make some moves? And I think there's a possibility you will. And – the coach said that. And hopefully, yeah. you know, Devontae Parker, eight catches, 85 yards, first game back. Maybe there's some value there. Guys that are up against contracts. Oh, maybe you're talking I'm about getting rid of my whiteouts. Stop getting rid of my whiteouts, Travis. Juice, real quick, what's on the fish tank this week? Real quick. I don't even know, man. You got me all frustrated talking about my whiteouts <laughs> right now. No, actually, we had, a, we had a really good week so far. Go ahead, Trent. Seth is always – he's he's our – our, our producer. Oh no, I wasn't telling you to stop. I was okay. saying it was your man across the, the across the ball the from you, Sean Smith. Sean yeah, Smith, big ass Sean Smith. <laughs> I mean, he tried to put his hands on me in the lobby at Hard Rock Stadium, man. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Time out. I call time out. Jimmy might be mad about that. That's five yards. I, these I don't days. give a damn. But yeah, yeah. So next week, Houston Texans are in town. 
Feels like a chance to get our second win there, boys. Thanks to our executive producer and booth producer, Alejandro Solano. Our studio producers, Robert Griepert and Matthew Wilson. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray. Uh, for OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, 26-11. Dolphins football is going to be back on the air next Sunday. Yes, for right. Week 9, yes, Dolphins right. will be back and at Hard Rock wait. Stadium hosting the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.